Inside the Birds is back. What's up, everybody? Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. It's our midweek mashup, Inside the Birds. We'll recap a little bit of what went on, a lot of what went on. The Eagles beating the Bills to improve to 10-1. and Obviously, they have the 49ers up next. It just goes from one murderer's row team to another. The Eagles keep winning, and in between some transactions, uh, some workouts, we'll talk to that. Well, not workouts, but you know, some kicking the some interest in some players that we'll discuss uh, along the way in this podcast. But first, you know, of course, Adam, we'd like to celebrate a little bit of a milestone here on Inside the Birds, which of course is presented by our friends at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. It's the exclusive Jersey Shore Resort of Inside the Birds. We are proud to announce, and we're, we're thankful, really more than anything, uh, to announce that we've hit over 15,000 subscriptions on YouTube, which is a nice little milestone for Inside the Birds. And we wanted to take a second to thank everybody who is uh, a subscriber. And if you haven't yet, please do. It really helps us out. But um, it took us a while, Adam, if you remember, to get to like the 5,000 mark and then the 10,000 mark. I feel like we hit, we went from 10 to 15 pretty fast. So I'm, I'm, I'm just really appreciative for our fans for that. Yeah, so I remember when we started in the spring of 2020, right when the pandemic started, we were just trying to figure out what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, look, we got to do YouTube. Everybody does it. We got to do it. And I actually watch a lot of pods or listen to a lot of pods. And when I, depending on who's speaking, sometimes I want to take a peek. I don't know. It's just the way it is. And YouTube has become, it's become like podcasts because most, if not all, put their pods on YouTube. I think that's kind of what happened. Uh, we And every once in a while, a YouTube feed will beat our pod feed, which is, it rarely happens, but we always, we can never figure out why that happens. It's sort of like random. It's kind of like Boston Scott's carries. You never know when they're going to come. But uh, <laughs> you like that? Well you done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it doesn't, like, it happens like three or four times a year where it, it might, whatever, let's say we have 15, 12 to 15,000 uh, people here on a pod version. Mm-hmm. And then the YouTube will get it. Get like 10,000. Like, how's it happening? Are people watching? Am I the only one who likes YouTube? Everyone else is doing it now. Great. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah it, it's uh, yeah, it's a good milestone. We appreciate it, the support. And uh, we, you definitely, people definitely watch YouTube or listen, whatever the case may be. I guess it's kind of simple because if you're on your phone, you have the app or you just use a browser if you're on, uh, like I do. I, I do both depending on where I am. And I know we all do that in tablets or however you're, you're, you're consuming. So, in general, we appreciate it. Yeah. And um, obviously we also thank, you know, people who have contributed to this platform to help the subscriptions go. People like Quentin, Michael and Jason Avant, their Q&A podcast came out on Tuesday. It was honestly, I thought the most, I mean, they're always entertaining, but it was the most informative Q&A podcast. They really broke down a lot of the big plays from the Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown in overtime, uh, the miss between Josh Allen and Gabe Davis there. Uh, you know, in overtime on their drive and um, a couple of other big plays, the the Olamide Zacchaeus scrambled to a touchdown. And they did a really good job of going back and forth. Like Q would say, well, here's what the defense was trying to do on that play. And, and Jason would say, yes, and here's how the offense was trying to do. Uh, and they went back and forth really well. So if you want to really learn about football, the X's nose, and not just that, but the thinking um, behind some of the plays that happened, you got to listen to Q and A. They were they were great. Uh, they showed Jake Elliott some love as we are starting to uh, propel Jake Elliott into uh, some rarefied air, some Justin Tucker air, uh, who ironically missed after all. Had a miss. <laughs> I thought I jinxed him, <laughs> and it wasn't even far. It was crazy because no. I was going against in fantasy, and I, I just one of those. Well, he automatic kick for for Tucker, and he missed it. Yeah. And I just, it just made me think when you mentioned Elliot about when this new staff came in, he did, he just struggled the year before uh, Peterson's last year in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he would have been the Eagles kicker going forward. That was not the issue. The issue was, can they get him back to not only where he was, could they get him better? Yes, yes, and yes. And now he's one of the top kickers in the league. And that's just a great job by the staff. And Tyler Brown is a specialist coach. Um, it, it's boy and, and boy, the special teams last year, Michael Clay got was under, uh, under a lot of fire and some of it was deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, Britton Covey, we we don't talk about him enough. I'm glad, uh, that, uh, that uh, Sirianni was asked about him. I forgot that they cut Covey, right? They cut twice. Covey twice. Okay. Twice. Let's talk about luck. It wasn't claimed. Now he's arguably the best punt returner in football. 
Uh, kickoffs get rarely returned anyway, uh, so that it's not a really a big deal. But punts do. You see a lot of punt returns. He's terrific. Uh, the kicker with the punter, by the way, Braden Mann's done a nice job. We don't talk about him much. He got off to a bad start, but he's pretty good, pretty solid. And you know, it's funny because special teams were such a not a disaster, but we're, 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 other than Elliot last year, we're not good, and people were on uh, Michael Clay and the coaches. But this year, they've been out of problem. They actually have been a strength. They have. It's been. Um... It's been a really nice turnaround for Michael Clay and special teams. So, uh, and yeah, uh, after watching the Alex Henry great rookie year and then the regression, then the Cody Parkey great rookie year, then the regression, it was hard not to feel the same way about Jake Elliott when he had a very good rookie year and then a regression, right? Uh, What seemed like a regression. But in that time between then and now, I don't want to say we learned something. I think we've, we've heard it before just as being reporters and talking to people, but we really didn't see it until now. But the, the value of the punter, the whole, the pro the whole process, it's quite, I, I think we call it the football version of the battery. Um, I forget there's a, there's a name for it. the operation. I think is yes. what they call it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That that's really important. And none of us could have spotted that that was the meaning us, you and me with our eyes, that that was the issue when he wasn't making a couple of kicks a couple of years ago, but you know, through, through learning the game, the way we have, we, we saw it and or we were at least able to understand how important that is. Yeah. We actually pointed that out. If you recall that spring, yep. when the staff came in, the word we had heard was they, the process and the operation was the number one thing that they fixed and corrected. Mm-hmm. And you saw LA was starting to take off. He's amazing. And he, he's, this is kind of comical, but it's true. He's the best. He's the best athlete on the team, golfer, tennis player, baseball yep. player. I know it's comical, but no, he he he's an unreal uh, athlete off the field, and it's a great story, man. It, it's because when you have not so special teams like last year, these could cost you games. Look what happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah, with a punter. I mean, it, it just they tried. It didn't work. Supposed to still not with a team, right? I don't think he is. I don't. I thought he was on a practice squad, but then I don't think he, he is was. anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't it be ironic if the Eagles, you know, won the Super Bowl this year because of a of a great special teams play? That would be uh, sort of the total come around from from last year. It um, would be. It, yeah. No, I was just going to move on and say sure. that you know. I, and by the way, Jason and Quinton addressed that as well. Uh, the athleticism we talked about with Jake Elliott, they. They talked about that because Jay was in the remember Jay was an assistant wide receivers coach a couple of years ago with the team. So he was able to share a little bit of what he observed from Jake Elliott just being around the Novacare complex. Uh Greg Cosell, Clay Harbor, their show coming out Thursday, as always. They're gonna break down the tape and then preview this big game against the 49ers. And I'm not gonna say it's I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. You know, uh, we've talked about Derek Gunn and the struggles with his family, his wife coming back from a stroke and um, our thoughts are still with Derek and his family. He, he and I have talked, he is trying to to do a gun on one uh, this week with Seth Joyner. So now all I'm going to say is like, and you know, when you're giving medical attention to someone, things pull you away from your, from, from things like this. So I, I've told Derek Gunn, just so everybody knows we follow his lead. If he can do it, he can do it. Great. If not, that's fine. Take care of your family. But he is dedicated to trying to get one out with Seth Joyner and doing it this week. So just stay tuned on our platform. It may not drop on its normal day. It may drop Thursday as, as opposed to dropping today uh, or Friday. We'll see. But it, it, he seems pretty uh, set that he can get it done this week. So we look forward to that return. Awesome. All right. Uh, of course, ITB pregame live. Uh, that will be this Sunday as well. 10 a.m. start this week, not one o'clock. So 10 a.m. start uh, for it'll be me, Adam, Greg and Jason Avant. And last but not least, we will get a uh, conversation with John Filippo for our Patreon members. And I, I have a lot to throw after watching the tape of the Bills game. I have a lot to throw at John. Uh, I, I got lots of questions, so I'm gonna have to keep it down. <laughs> I talked to him Tuesday night. And I said, John, I need you to do one, do us one favor because it's really bothering me. Because I had not, I had, as of Tuesday night, I had not watched the all 22. I said, pay particular attention in the first half. What happened to their passing game? Where the guy, the the pass targets not getting open? Was Hertz not seeing them? What, what, what was the scheme like? Yeah. And I totally forgot this. He actually interviewed for the quarterback's job of the Niners two years ago that went to Brian Greasy. So we're going to talk, we're not only going to break down uh, 
you know, the, obviously the Bills offensive tape, which you were talking about. We're going to break down the Shanahan offense that he knows because he had to prepare for that interview. He had a two, John told me he had a two-hour interview. I talked about it on Tuesday. And we're going to break down the wide nine because John poached against it in practice because Schwartz ran it. And Schwartz's protege, Chris Kucerich, brought that in with the Niners when they hired him. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to talk to John about it later this week. It's going to be a wonderful one. We might have to keep him on for two hours. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, he would do Probably it. He would do it. He would do it, too. <laughs> he would. Loves he it. Would. He, one thing for him, we get we get the show started. He he loves the questions. It makes him think. And he loves he just he loves it. So, uh, yeah, and also walk, uh, welcome our new member, Walt, who, who just signed up recently. And Patreon.com slash Inside the Birds if you want to become a member. That's right. Patreon.com slash inside the birds. All right. We got some uh, discussions that we have transactionally. I want to pause real quick first to hear a word from our friends at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Okay. Um, so here's a little bit of a surprise that, you know, with the Eagles injury situation, you know, obviously we, we'll talk about Shaq Leonard and the courtship there, but I would have thought the Eagles would have worked somebody out on Tuesday, um, which is a big workout day in the NFL, but they did not. Um so and and even if you do sign Shaq Leonard or somebody off the street on Wednesday or Thursday, I mean, th- you don't just throw somebody off the street at linebacker just like you, it's hard to do it at certain positions against the 49ers, right? You, this is the yeah. team that you have to have your keys, you have to have your fits, you have to have your absolute best. I mean, I it, people don't love Christian Ellis, but right now I have to think he's the best player to start uh, next to Nick Morrow because. He's knows this defense and knows where he has to be. Yeah, look, if if Cunningham's not ready, Christian Ellis is starting, barring something highly unforeseen. Leonard. So today is Wednesday. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll get in. We'll, we'll have more for you later. So he's supposed to visit over the next twenty four hours. We understand as we talked about last Friday. There was mutual interest. Uh, just they had a the thing that was odd. I, this part I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to go to the Colts game last weekend. <laughs> that was weird. That would explain explain why we had heard he he was going to take some time and i'm like okay i understand this was a shock to him that they that they cut him I'm, he didn't see it coming no no one really did but it's a shock to the colts game it's kind of weird uh and there was a tight ball game between them and the the, the bucks but that was his former team so he was there i don't know but anyway so that we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that later in the show what we know but look there you know we'll talk a little bit about the niners late in the show we're gonna we're gonna break them down like nobody's business. We've got great information on Friday's show on, on their defense and their and what they what they're thinking and personnel and stuff. But they're in de- so the Eagles are in dire straits. And they don't have it. We said they were paper thin at, 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 at off the ball linebacker. They have no depth anymore. They're done. They have no depth. They they don't have anyone. It's the two guys. It's it's now Ellis and the aforementioned Morrow. And then we'll see about Cunningham later this week. Mm-hmm. But they just they don't have anybody now. The Niners. Same problem with safety. They don't – with uh, George Odom, their uh, special teams ace, who's really only for safety. They would only play him in an emergency, who's now out – who's going on IR mm-hmm. with a significant injury. And with uh, Hofunga being out for the season, uh, we'll talk about Jair Brown, who's from Penn State, who's really talented, who's now starting for Hofunga. They don't have anybody else. We'll, we'll explain on Friday's show kind of what they're – thought. they got to get through the week first and see who they're going to have. I assume mm-hmm. they're going to – they have a safety on the practice squad, but they're they're, they're they have problems in safety in terms of depth. The Eagles are the same thing at ILB. They don't, they just we we've been saying it for three weeks. They got to do something. They got to do something. Here we go. Uh, they're pressing to do something, but um, that's that. And Van Sumeren's back on the practice squad. Now here's the thing: he's now out of, out of elevation. So if they want to use him, they got to sign him off there. Here's the problem: they can't get him back to the practice squad unless they waive him if they if they sign him off of it. The only way they can get him back is he's eligible. He's subject to waivers. So that's the the thing now. Um, now, we, we know that they also have uh, the safety, uh, Justin Evans, who's on IR, who strangely didn't practice last week after practicing the week before. But uh, to get to, so he he's to get him on the 53, they, they have till Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. 
but he they would have to create a roster spot, which they created with uh, Josiah Scott being waived on Tuesday. I mean, if 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 Cunningham's not able to play, you have to have Van Sumeren on your fifty-three, don't you? Even if you uh, were to sign Leonard, yeah. what are yeah. you going to play him sixty? Like, what if <laughs> what if Ellis or uh, Mora yeah. were to get hurt or need to go to the sideline? Like, um, and I, not that I'm saying you want Van Sumeren in because he's played yeah. goose egg snaps of Eagles defense this year, but at least he knows it. He practices it. I mean, you, sure. you can dummy down what you need to do because at that point you're going to have to if you're down to your your practice squad linebacker who's never played a snap and is an undrafted rookie. But my point is, you can't not have that insurance you need that i hear you i know this is they, they i i'm pretty certain of this they have not worked an inside linebacker out in the last at least the last two weeks and i understand that it's not a very good list but on your point they need warm bodies <laughs> they just can't we've been warning people about this for three actually not three weeks they better do something they as complimentary as we've been this has been a mistake yeah by not signing and just to wash up veterans, sign anybody. So the guys on the last list, they need anybody. Who the, the guy that uh, where's Ernie Sims? <laughs> uh, no, he's he's coaching. Actually. I know Ernie Sims is coaching. I know. I know. Um, where's Akeem uh, Jordan? Akeem Jordan. Where's Moses Foku? <laughs> Moses, Moses was decent. Was he a seventh rounder? Where's seventh where's rounder? um? I could go on. on. Where, where's uh Omar Gaither? He he. We see him at Omar Radio Gaither, Road right? Right. Where, who's the other guy I, mean, I can't think of? The show. Where's Jamar Chaney? <laughs> Jamar Chaney, right? Matt McCoy. <laughs> Where, where's Duke Riley? Happened. Is he still in the league? Duke Nate Riley. Gary? I don't. You know what? Wait. Duke Riley was last year. That's a great point. I don't know. He's still Duke in the Riley league. He's, he's with year. somebody right now. I just don't okay. remember who. Yeah. Atlanta, okay. I think. I think Atlanta. I, I can't remember. But the bottom line is that, that now, now you had this nugget in, in uh, OTAs. They could use Nolan Smith. Mm-mm. As an mm. off the ball linebacker, which quite no. frankly, Greg Cosell thought he, he he could, right? Yeah, but not 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 against the 49ers, not on Sunday, not no, no. First of all, <laughs> as we'll get into in this podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. Like he, you know, he got blocked by Gabe Davis on a run, a wide yeah. receiver. Like he he's got to get bigger, he's got to get physically strong, he's got to work on his technique. And now yeah. is not the time. This is not the team, the 49ers. That you say, hey, why don't I put my edge defender at off-ball linebacker and and see if that works out? Because they will isolate him with tight ends, with slot receivers. They'll go no, empty and force him to have to – and that will not be pretty. So um, that's I not hear. me disrespect. I would say that about any edge defender who's not naturally an on-ball uh, – off-the-ball linebacker. That's This sure. is not the team to do that against. I got you. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what they do. And, again, hey, maybe Zach Cunningham can play, and, and this is not – Although I still think even if he can play coming up, if it's, you know, your hammy, uh, you can re-aggravate that pretty easily. So we'll just, we'll have to see. We, we're, well, we're too early right now. You got to understand he's had a significant injury history. It's one of the reasons why Tennessee cut him. Yeah. And let's not forget. So, and I know he's been a great story to, uh, of re- reviving his career here. Really has been a big surprise, but you just mentioned he's got a hamstring injury. He, once he left, he couldn't come back. Was he just couldn't play? So they, they've got an issue there. And here's your on your point, we'll, we'll bring this further as we get through the injury updates. Because of all the pre-snap motion, they're, they're amongst the leaders, if not the leaders of pre-snap, and what they do with formation variation. And they do some unorthodox stuff, and this is an old-school West Coast offense, they, they, a lot of play action. You talk about their keys. You, you can't be putting out Van Sumer in this game. So I don't care if Cunningham can play or not. You've you got to sign Shaq Leonard. Don't let him leave the building. He's visiting. Barring something and change in schedule, yeah, or, or weather or something, so he he's visiting. You, you got to sign this guy, and and the key to the thing, and I one thing I do want to mention, I always laugh at these reports, and I, I've been guilty of it over the years, reporting that a guy left the, the 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 building without a contract. That doesn't mean he can't sign with the team within an hour. Yeah, just they didn't. Plus, he had this. They scheduled a visit to the Eagles, but it doesn't mean the worst is though. And I hate with it. I feel so bad for the club. I've seen players. Like, okay, the guy visits and he agrees to a deal with another team at lunch when he's in his car. His agent calls him to go to the, leave the building, and go, go to your car, go, go step outside. I got to tell you that the team met our offer, whatever, yeah. our, our, our demand, whatever. But here, the Colts owe him six million bucks. It's not about money. It's like, okay, the Cowboys and the Eagles are the teams that are the most interested. 
you you said this in our live stream, which was great. We had a great live stream, by the way, with our Patreon people. Uh, Tuesday night was awesome. It was, it was kind of like we were at a bar just having conversations. And you'd mentioned, really, it's it's Super Bowl chance Dallas versus Philly. But the other thing is, he knows Sirianni, he knows Petulo, and a couple other uh, uh, Marcus Brady. They all know mm -hmm. him. Yeah. You know, the, it's like what don't let this uh yeah um I, I i would love to be a fly on the wall for the conversations because i really don't i don't know personally where Shaq leonard how he views himself and i sort of don't know how the eagles present to him opportunity beyond zach cunningham is hurt we need a guy because when Nicobe Dean's healthy and Nick Morrow's healthy and Zach Cunningham is healthy, where are who are you taking out for Shaq Leonard? Which you could do, but then you're taking out somebody who's been playing for you all year. Um, and in the case of Morrow and Cunningham playing pretty well and knows the defense. And as you mentioned in the live stream, and I think this is a really good point, is that he's never really played in a Fangio defense before. He's been a very good rangy linebacker, downhill linebacker, playmaker. I don't, I don't know how, how much he's, you know, zone dropping and, and all that and, and running around in this Fangio style defense that he's done. I'm, I'm sure he can learn it, but I, I don't, I just don't know. Like all of a sudden, are you going to take Cunningham and Morrow and say, sorry, you're not playing anymore because we have Shaq Leonard. That's sort of up to how good Shaq Leonard really is right now. And as you have brought up many times, if he was that good, the Colts wouldn't be paying him six million dollars to not play. So it's all no doubt. It's yeah. all very odd yeah. to understand. It's it's a jumbled it mess. It is. Yep. And think about it. This team is not only competing for a division, though they're sort of a long shot. They're seriously competing for a wild card spot in the AFC mm -hmm. with Gardner Minshew as quarterback. And they cut the guy. It's not a good sign. Now they've only he's only played in a forty three front. I know the um, he's played in two different defenses. Gus Bradley's. Uh, which is his derivative of the Seattle defense, his own version of it, and with Eberflus before that. So, and, and Matt's an old school Tampa two. So yeah, this is different. He was generally a weak side linebacker. Anthony Walker was a middle linebacker early in his career, and then um, Okereke, and then uh, now they they've got um, who, uh, who's their middle linebacker now? I'm drawing a blank. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, for the Colts. Yeah. Was it speed or is he? No, Zaire Franklin from Philly. Franklin, Franklin, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Fra yeah, Philly guy. Yeah. And yep. he can so run. EJ yeah, he's a good play. He's one of the leading tacklers in the league. But EJ Speed's taking his job. He signed a very small uh, extension this past offseason. But again, like you said, it is kind of it. the tape will tell them. And and, and visiting, it's kind of weird because you, they don't they have his, his game tape. But on the visit, and this is important, you, you could give the player physical. In fact, you will. He has to pass the physical, but you, you you can get see where the see where his neck and shoulder where he's had pretty significant problems. You, you see where that is, but look, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They, they they quite frankly, even if they sign Leonard, they still need another guy because we don't know about Dean. Now has had two foot in, foot injuries, one significant. You can't promise him a starting job back. He's now been hurt twice this season. You just can't when he comes yeah. if he if he comes back at all this season. You can't do that. Yeah, he, no, he's I not, agree unfortunately, he's been hurt. So anyway, that that uh, that's that uh, we, we've kind of outlined that. So we don't have to cover that later. Yeah, uh, but the, the, we'll get into the injuries in a second. But they, they've got See, it's funny. You, you said this Friday and you were right. You weren't jinxing them. You're like, hey, they're you said this in the pregame show. Their injury situation is getting better than Lane Johnson's groin. He's, he's got a, probably a groin strain. Mm -hmm. he's, but though he told the inquiry, we should mention that he's. He expects to play. I guess he was interviewed at uh, Northeast High, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he told him that he expects to play. But it, it, all of a sudden, the injury situation, which you're getting into in a minute here, it's gotten a little bit worse, unfortunately. Yeah, it has. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Adam, as you know, uh, this past year, or in September, I think, was it September, October, uh, me and my family, we went up to the whiteout game at Penn State. Awesome time, Penn State, yeah. Iowa, one of the few games where Penn State's offense looked good against a, a real defense. Uh, so that was awesome. But what was not really uh, awesome was trying to get tickets for that thing, man. You know, 110,000 people trying to find like a good seat at a reasonable price, figuring out where it is. You know how difficult that can be if you don't have an instant connection. So it was a very frustrating process for me, for the family. I'm not even sure I went the right, the best way at it. But, you know, we were all right in the end. It could have been better. And I think it'll be a lot better next time because we are 
now partners with Game Time. And Game Time is an amazing app that lets you know everything you need when you're trying to buy tickets to your next big event, especially right here in Philly. If you're on the Game Time app, you can see all the wonderful events, the prices, where the seat is coming up, especially here at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, you're going to have concerts for the holidays. I see Andrea Bocelli is coming on uh, December for those who like opera. You know, you got 76ers are in the heart of their um, – their their season, but also the uh, the new NBA. In are you following this tournament thing? This NBA in I am. season tournament. I'm I'm, I'm I'm a Sixers stand, so yeah. I'm, oh, they have a break now coming up. It's kind of weird. I, I haven't. I don't care too much about the 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 playoff thing, the, yeah. the in season playoff thing. But I'm so into the Sixers. After they annihilated the Lakers, it was awesome, and uh, they're fun to watch. I love. I'm a big Nick Nurse guy, but yeah, game time. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're they're pretty big. It's pretty yeah, cool. it's a it's a very easy to use app. It's got really cool. It's got its flash deals, its zone deals. I'll tell you about. Uh, you can see the seats that you're buying from Game Time app right there on the app, and whether it's a playoff game, a regular season game, or a concert. You know, Eagles will be in the playoffs. You'll be able to use the Game Time app for that it's really the only ticketing app that gives you the like the, the most complete peace of mind when you're making a purchase I, the the being able to see where your seat is in the venue is really big for me because uh not like i was telling you before i sometimes i was buying tickets i'm not sure where i'm sitting or who's going to be sitting in that area or how far i am from a restroom or anything like that so especially when you bring your family that's important um and also they will show you the all-in prices on Game Time app right up front. I know that people have had some issues other places with that, getting the real price that you're paying uh, as as opposed to like the price you wind up paying in the end. And it's very quick. Game Time app, you can buy tickets with two taps of your finger on your phone. It's very, very easy. Uh, Game Time app is a, obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. You can get deals that are right up to the start of the uh, event you know they've got the exclusive flash deals they've got sponsored deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater anything all right you have the zone they got the zone deals where you pick the section and game time picks the seat for you to give you the best savings so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use the code birds just b-i-r-d-s birds for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and use the redeem code birds for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed okay uh some of the injuries we were getting into here uh offense uh now you have an interesting note i guess here a nugget on dallas goddard who never as we mentioned never went on ir so it signaled at that point that the Eagles could possibly get him back before in that four week span that normally IR is. So what do you yeah. think Sunday? Yeah. Well, here's the way I see it. If today is Wednesday, if he's out there practicing, I, I can't imagine he won't be cleared. Here's why it's mm-hmm. a left forearm fracture. That's his, he's a, it's his lead arm to protect, you know, if it's coming this way, though he could wear a red jersey at practice, which is non-contact. He has to be able to block. Mm-hmm. So, so like if you're a defender, you have to be able to grab the guy's arm. I just can't imagine if he's out there that he's not going to play. Uh, that, and obviously, if he's out there, even limited. I'm talking about even limited, uh, which is not his full uh, practice reps. So we'll learn more this week, and we'll talk obviously more about this on Friday. But that, as we've talked about over years on the show since 2018. They weren't always great at these gambles about not putting a guy in IR. I know they have the they have the right injury information, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But we were told four to six weeks, and it's now four weeks, and here we are. So okay, we'll see. Didn't say he's going to play this week, and not only know that we'll have to see if he could practice. But I just I think they got this one right. We'll we'll see for sure. We we there were a couple if you remember the um. Remember, we had this note. It was so bad. Darren Sproles, it took him forever to come back from a grade two hamstring strain. Oh, my like, God. It took him like we were the longest hamstring injury before. ever. <laughs> right. It took him like eight weeks or so. Maybe he had a setback. I don't remember. But anyway, to move forward here, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I'm feeling pretty good about him either this week or next week. Right. We'll, we'll learn more. Boy, they need him back. He's such a difference maker. He just – and this is part of why, if you look at A.J. Brown's numbers – He's down. Yes, Devontae Smith's up, but 
having Goddard in the middle of the field running down the seam, it does something for a defense. You have to pay attention to him. Yeah. You can't cover everyone. We, we said this last year when, when they got A.J. Brown, this is going to be something different. And, boy, it sure as heck was. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I'm feeling better about it. And now Calcutta with the ankle, we don't know a lot. We'll see if he – boy, did they play a lot of 10 personnel. Um, and I know they they, they did it every, two weeks ago was the first week they started doing against Kansas City. And I think, in fact, I know they played more this week and someone for another team pointed it out and asked me what the thought process was. I'm like, I'm sure it's because of Goddard. And he goes, yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. And Lane Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, told the inquiry that he expects to play. Now, that's big because Nick Bosa w w lines up primarily on his side, but he can, he, they'll flop him, they'll flip-flop him, and he'll play inside. I wouldn't want Jack Driscoll lining up against Nick Bosa. Uh, no, that would not be a very favorable matchup, as we say in the business. <laughs> would not yeah. be a good matchup. That, he, his nickname is Bear for a reason. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's better than his brother. He's one of the top two ends in the league. He's. Uh, I know he got off to a slow start uh, after the because he had he had the contract hold out and they got his extension done. But this is this is an interesting uh, this is an interesting situation with Lane. I, I hope he could last. I hope. Uh, I hope he can get through the game. I'll, I'll trust uh, what he told the inquiry. I hope he can get, he knows his body. I hope he can get through the whole game. Yeah, that would be, that would be ideal. Um, and obviously if you can get both tight ends back, that would be great. The Eagles, um, they, they obviously won the game against the bills. They didn't get a ton of production from their tight end. They did use Jack Stoll uh, to help out Jack Driscoll as a, uh, to chip. Um, they used Albert O probably more than people realize. He just didn't see the ball come his way. So, um, but he was out there. Yeah, but yep. they did everything we kind of said that they would do. It wasn't going to be a one one replacement. It was going to be a, a sort of a piecemeal of formations and personnel groupings, yeah. which it was. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, no, encouraging on Lane Johnson. On defense, we'll have to see on on Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams. I think for, for Milton Williams, we'll get a pretty good indication later today. If he's out there on the practice field, and that, that would be a stick. Because remember, that's part of the concussion protocol. Anyway, you got to make it through. Um, like a limited practice there and not have any side effects. So we'll, what we'll really do is we'll have a decent indication later today, um, but even a better one Thursday. If he practices full Thursday, then it's really oh. obviously he'll he'll play on Sunday. Um, yeah, but you got to see how he responds first. Yes. We'll see. We, we don't know if he's going to be out there today. But Correct. Um, the way it works is if you once you have a full practice, the next step is independent neurologist to get cleared. That's it. Right. So he, and it's called return to play. I, right. There's six steps to it. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I had to write about it uh, two or three years ago, whoever I was working for. So it's, it's a lot harder to get through it uh, within six days. And obviously he didn't even practice last week, but he's so good. Milton Williams. What I was laughing about this in our live stream on a Tuesday night, because remember the, 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 the argument or the, the stain that Tom Donahoe, the former Eagles uh, consultant or whatever his term was, whatever his, senior personnel executive yes is disdain for the decision to draft him over lee mcneil and i i get that you should stick by your board but as it's turned out both teams are pretty happy with those both those players and on no williams is more than a lee mcneil no offense to lee mcneil he's a very good nose but this kid is so good he is a stud he, he really is he's good i is a starter and he they're just such different yeah. players like i almost just because Lee McNeil doesn't get six and a half sacks because he's not asked to, he's asked sure. to be a run stuff. You know no, what I'm he's saying? Really so good. He's yeah, a really, really good player. Good. It's hard to compare them, but I think they're both like, I think you put it best when you said for what their teams asked them to do, they're both very happy and they're really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, we'll see with him with the concussion, Zach Cunningham, we talked about now the real, the real interesting one is Justin Evans, who is like the most mind boggling reactivate or activation into the 21 day practice window only to not be able to practice uh, in your second week. So I think this will be a pretty telltale week. I know some people think that the Eagles released Josiah Scott to open up the, the spot for Justin Evans. And maybe I have a hard time thinking they did that without at least seeing Evans get on yeah. the dang field and practice. I think they just know that they're going to need a spot because of either Cunningham's injury or Evans's injury. They're going to have to have somebody on the 53 and Ben Van Sumer in, as we mentioned, is out of elevation. So I don't, I don't necessarily correlate Josiah Scott released for Justin Evans. I think he's an option to take that 53 if he can practice. Yeah, and, and by the way, if Josiah Scott is not claimed off waivers later today, he could just sign back to the practice squad. I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't because they, they need 
anyone could play the slot to me. And I, I understand he's not ideal to go out there to just to to get snaps all the time. But the bottom line is they need when you're trying to make a Super Bowl run, you need everybody. You need yeah. anyone who's done it before. You, you just need depth. So Evans, we'll see, and he could play multiple roles for them. Zach Cunningham, he's another one. We we got to see if he could practice this week. Uh, Fletcher Cox did not. Well, he 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 hurt his groin, came back, and that was it. And then then he was watching in a on the sideline. So we'll see. And look, this this crushes their. You know, we made fun of their depth. Like, who keeps? Did they keep seventy tackles or six? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, but hey. It's coming in handy because, man, they've been hit here. Uh, we, we mentioned Goddard, Lane Johnson, Galcaterra, defensively Cox, Williams, Cunningham, Evans. Oh, boy. It's, they, they've got a lot to get through. And and we don't know. Later today, I, the dreaded midweek pop-up. Hopefully, there are no, no other injuries we don't know about. Here. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. You know what? I completely forgot about the There's been midweek pop-ups every week for the last four, four or five. So that would not be great if there was a midweek pop-up. Uh, but that is the injury situation facing the Eagles at the moment. We'll have obviously a lot more on the uh, Friday podcast when we start to see who practices and who doesn't over the week. Let's talk a little bit about playoff scenarios, which we're going to do for the first time this year. Cause uh, I, I love it when we get to that time of the year where we start talking about, well, if this team Crazy. wins and that team ties yeah. and this team you yeah. know doesn't yeah. show up for the game, they lose points in the standings. Yeah. And then, you know, the tiebreaker between the conference division record and who has the prettiest mother uh, is the winner. And that's how you get into the playoffs. I mean, like it's, yeah. it gets like really ridiculous going back to 2008, right. And all the crazy things that had to happen. Oh. For the yeah. Eagles to get in by beating Dallas forty-four to six, so uh, I I enjoy this time of the year for that. Uh, it's also well, winter, Adam. But well, it's not winter yet, but it's yeah. it's getting very close to winter. It's getting dark a lot. Everyone's got to get holiday shopping done. No one's got time to plan and make meals. We've been saying this. That's why we love HelloFresh. They deliver farm fresh food with pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes right to our doorstep. No wasting time at the grocery store because America's number one meal kit helps make home cooking easy, efficient, and affordable. We don't waste time researching recipes and we don't have to plan out meals. With HelloFresh, the shopping's already done. The perfect amount of ingredients arrive with step-by-step recipe cards. It doesn't get more efficient than that. Plus, HelloFresh saves us time and money. It's 25% less expensive than takeout so you get a good home-cooked meal without digging deep into your wallet. Don't forget about taste and selection. HelloFresh makes seafood meals, meat, chicken, stir-fry, risotto, whatever you want. They got it, okay? There's no worrying about uh, variety with HelloFresh recipes. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Eagles and use the code 50Eagles, 50Eagles. For it's one word, 50 Eagles for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50 Eagles and use that promo code 50 Eagles, one word, five zero Eagles for 50% off plus free shipping. Act now for America's number one meal kit. I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. You're about to say something about the whole playoff. No, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, I'm going to help some people out with playoff scenarios. So this is pretty cool. So a guy gave me one of my first media jobs, Joe Ferrara, who's a sports media executive. He uh he was in charge of the NFL's playoff scenarios. I don't I, I don't remember why he told me he was. I forget. Um, but he put put them out on Twitter Sunday night before the NFL released them Monday. So you could follow Joe on if you want to get the playoff scenarios first, just follow him on Twitter at Joe NFL. That's all what's what he has. He's your at everyday Joe, NFL Joe. <laughs> at Joe NFL. At Joe Love NFL, it. right. Nice. J-O-E, NFL. So Do you think that's great. Rogers? And, uh, is that Rogers burner? No, that's, that's <laughs> funny. Joe's a great dude. He uh he hired me uh John Hansen to do a fantasy show with Jaws uh, Ron Jaworski. That's how I met Jaws. Oh, okay. So you I forgot you've met this guy. All right. Yeah, Joe's great. Yeah, he gave him my first job, so he's a good dude. He, then he he moved to Comcast Sportsnet mm-hmm. in uh in, in DC. But anyway, so he put the Eagles playoffs, he just happened to tag me on it. And uh yeah, so so basically. The Eagles, all you need to know, this is the most simplest one. It's If the Eagles win, the Rams lose, they're in. I know it doesn't matter much now because we know they're going to the playoffs, but there are no, there are no divisional scenarios yet. There are no, you know, get the first round by. That, that's coming in, in some time, you know, obviously over the next three or four weeks. But uh, Eagles win and the Rams lose, 
who the Rams play on Sunday in week numero 13. Wow. Okay, the Rams The play... Red Hot Rams. Ooh, why am I... Matthew Stafford came up huge. He was. He had a great game. Yeah, he, he they're hanging in there with that... that uh, they are. That yeah. makes you... They play the Browns, Browns, by the way. The Browns. Oh, good luck to them. They hope the Browns are staying out in LA this week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's they a winnable game, right? Being, uh, so far. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see who's going to play quarterback. Will Flacco play for them? We'll see. Oh man, that's crazy. I I probably I missed that one. I was still thinking uh, PJ um, uh, Walker. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is there too, but remember they leapfrogged uh, DTR over him. Right. Start, which is not a good sign for Temple's own DJ Walker. There you go. All right. So go through some playoff scenarios here, uh, as we just said. So can the Eagles, the Eagles can what clinch a playoff berth then if the Rams lose? That's it. Right. Okay. That's all. Just the playoff. Nothing else. The only thing they can do is the simplest one. Okay. We're going to take 30 seconds. Eagles win, Rams lose, they're in. Okay. Eagles win, Lions lose. Packers lose, they're in. I'm not going to do the tie scenarios. Who cares? But it's it's Eagles win, Rams lose, Eagles win, Lions lose, Packers lose, they're in. Uh, and look, this to 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 do this in week 13. It, it is pretty remarkable how good this football team is. It's just they find ways to win yep. when you can't think it. Hurts is so clutch. What he did in the second half after a tough first half, so mentally tough. So is his coaching staff with all the injuries and. As you were talking about the live stream, I guess you, you noticed on the coaching tape, they're doing so much with the secondary and coverages to shake things up. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to. You can't be static. And uh, they're finding ways to win. But this this challenge will be massive against the Niners on Sunday. It will be, no doubt. All right, let's wrap things up here on the uh, Eagles and Bills. We'll talk about the offense and defense, things that we noticed, things that uh, we got from from personnel sources and things like that. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles offense. I I I sort of bristle at the notion uh, I'm being very ticky tack here about the slow start thing, because they, they had a really nice drive on their second possession and scored a touchdown on it. Right. So it's not like they were went bone dry for 15, 20 minutes before they did anything. They did have a really nice, uh, how long was that? That was a 10 yard, 10 play, 66 yard drive, a uh, really nice run, right. By Kenny Gamewell down to the one, of course, tush push. But their next three drives, you know, the interception, two punts, then a fumble. So I, I look at that yeah. as more that people want to call it play calling Brian. John. No, you on two of your four drives, you turn the ball over. That's, you know, they, they tried to work an RPO um, to DeAndre, like a, a little swing pass. Russo is tall. I think Russo is the guy who tipped it and it's an interception. All right. That, that kind of crap is going to happen sometimes, you know, I mean, should Jalen have sidearmed it? Probably, but tipped ball. And then, of course, the fumble, uh, that's just – I don't understand how that – you know, that was – is that the second week in a row where the, the fumble happened because, like, guys ran into each other? Like, it looked like he was well, we trying had... to hand the ball off as five yeah. Bills were about to sack him. So that made me think there was a blown assignment there or something. All right, a couple things here. He had the – Hertz had the interception. I think it was against Dallas where it, it was like this one. The guy defender came at him, and he just should have sidearmed it. He right. just right. threw it right at the guy. Right now, we had the uh, flip. John uh, outlined this play, the one where Hertz ran in. Uh, AJ Brown ran into Hertz on the uh, mm-hmm. on the go on the motion. I forget what John said, but he explained how it should have been done. He just the, it was an execution error. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they got to clean this stuff up. Like yeah. the, the second, it was atrocious. Their passing game was atrocious. But then. I don't the urgency and the rain. Uh, Kevin, who's watching, who's a Patreon uh, member, Kevin's at the game. I guess the rain was just ridiculously bad, even worse than in Kansas City. So yeah. I, I give them credit for somehow being able to pass to the second half when they had to. Great mm-hmm. job by uh, on, on the AJ Brown touchdown, on the Smith touchdown. Good job by Hertz to get himself together. The offensive line hung in there, but this is a tougher matchup. You can't have the, the sloppiness. You got to you got to get yourselves together here. And the Niners are going to come in here fired up. They're still pissed off. They talk a lot of junk. They, they felt they got shorthanded by Purdy's injury last year mm-hmm. after six plays. And they're going to come in here. They're healthy, man. They're, other than at safety where they have no depth, they're super healthy. 
Nick, and, and we'll we'll talk more about this on Friday. This schedule quirk where like four straight opponents got all this rest and the Eagles didn't. That should not happen. I'm sure the Eagles have complained to the league about it. Why do I say that? Because they have access to this and this should never happen. No yeah. team should get this. The opponent should not get this kind of advantage. Like this should have as great of a job as they do. And Howard Katz and his group do a phenomenal job of scheduling. This should not have happened. But uh, next time we talk to Joe Banner, Joe and I were corresponding through text. We're going to ask him about this. Remember when the Eagles, and Joe tells a great story. When they played on a Sunday, then they had to travel. Vince Young was the starting quarterback. Oh, my Vince God, Seattle. I remember. They had to go like Seattle. And Joe, and Joe else did tell us. Yeah. yeah, and he did say, the NFL office heard about this, and it never is going to happen again. Right? How can you? How can you have a team skip play on a Sunday that have to travel on a Thursday to Seattle? Come on. Yeah, what that that was brutal. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait a minute. Is this game here against San Francisco? This is the fourth one in a row where the opponent has short rest. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but rest? yeah, I, I don't. I think it's four games. Okay. Now, now all, the, the the Chiefs and Eagles had their same bye. Right. They came off their bye at the same time, but. Bottom line is that should not happen. It, I understand it's done by computer and they have so many requests by clubs, but this is just, it doesn't do with requests. This should not happen. Can oh, I the, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing though. After San Francisco, they play Dallas and Dallas plays this Thursday night, right? So they're going to be playing yet again against a team that has yep. more rest than them, yep. even after this 49ers game. That's my game, point. So. This should not yeah, you know, that's I, crazy. I, a couple of people asked us to talk about it. You're right. We'll, we'll we'll look more into it. Um, and wh- when we get Joe on, we're gonna we're gonna ask him how, the process and what are these conversations like. I'm very curious. And obviously, you could yell at them or get, "Hey, why, why is this happening? This shouldn't be happening." But the, the the league has access to this stuff. This should not be happening. Like no one should be getting, no team should be disadvantaged like this. I I know right. it's a small thing, but they, the league controls this thing. This should not be happening. Definitely. All right. A couple of uh, observations offensively. You mentioned definitely more 10 personnel. Um, There were, as we said in the pregame show, here's how it's going to be. It's not going to be just Goddard's out. They're going to play a ton of 11 personnel with Jack Stoll. There was 11 personnel with Jack Stoll. There was 11 personnel with Alberto, right? And Calcaterra out too. Um, There was not any 12 personnel, which you um, said. I, I can't release. If it was, I didn't see any. I didn't. I don't there think there was. was. No, there was hardly. But oh, oh, very little. Played seven. Yeah. Oh seven. yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe maybe a goal line that might have been goal line more than than anything. But um, there was some pony package. Two two running backs. We saw that, and like you mentioned, there was there was ten personnel. So they and and that's not something the Eagles ordinarily do. So if you're looking for a reason why. The offense might have been a little bit, I don't want to call it dysfunctional. They, they certainly had 37 points. Well, why the offense was not poetry in motion to start off. Well, they were running a whole lot of different formations and packages that they don't practice a whole lot and don't ordinarily play. That might be one excuse. Um, Jack Driscoll, I think after the first series, everybody thought the Eagles were going to be a disaster offensively all game <laughs> and we're going to lose 30 to nothing. Uh, yeah. The The coaches made an adjustment because they started to, use tight end uh, stole in it as a chipper right in in on like you know passing formation so they gave him help and then there were times where i think driscoll just did a pretty good job himself of, of handling you know a chip is basically a tight end or running back giving an elbow on the way out you still have to like actually hold the block after that and there were times where driscoll did a really nice job against a good good uh front four by the by the bills so were there some times he got driven back sure that's going to happen. But in general, I don't think he was the, it's clear his right tackle is his spot. He shouldn't be a right guard anymore. Shouldn't play left tackle. Right tackle is the one spot Jack Driscoll can play. And if you give him a week of practice or you give him some time, uh, actually he didn't even have that. Um, But you know, he'll he'll settle in. (laughs) Yeah. He had like one day, a couple hours, not even. (laughs) Yeah. I was, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking, Oh God, this is not going to be good. What, what, because, if you recall, we we broke the news sort of. We I literally got the enactos, right? I got them and I went on the air. I remember, I, I broke in. I said, "Hey, uh oh." I know Greg was like, "Whoa, Lane Johnson." I go, "Yeah, he's so surprising to me. I I thought he'd play." Yeah, but, but again, he he went for a warm up. He didn't feel right, and they 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 ruled him out. Now I'm thinking, oh boy, this is not going to be good. Driscoll did not play well last time, and as you said, after the first series, he really settled in. And held himself. He he's not a guard. I know he's played it, but he's mm-hmm. the, the, he's just not he's just not 
strong enough to play guard. I guess that's the best way to say it. He's I played agree. it. He's more comfortable at right tackle. And this is good for him because he's on a contract year. And you're playing for a potential Super Bowl champ. And if if, if they win, the, this is what happens. Guy, backups can get good deals. Look at Big V, the deal he got. $10 million a year with the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, well, I don't I don't see Jack getting that. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, he won't, but you know what yeah. but he look look at Matt Pryor got five million, five million a year for the Colts. Like, what was that? I still can't believe that. Matt but Pryor. yeah, that's amazing. Uh yeah. yeah. So so all right. Drisc Driscoll played all right. Um, I know people have been asking us about AJ Brown. You know, he hasn't had like a big breakout game. you know, we, we talked about this in the pregame podcast that the Bills play more zone, I think, than anybody in the NFL. And they played a ton of zone against the Eagles, as expected. So when you do that, you know, they use their their linebacker a lot, dropping into a zone as like kind of a bracket on A.J. Brown's side. So the corner would be there, and then the linebacker kind of cuts off that that quick slant just by taking the, the drop where the slant would be or where the dig would be. And I think that just the Bills did a, a good job of that. I don't think it's disinterest or I don't think you know uh, there's like a lack of rapport I just think that AJ Brown we we watch AJ Brown at his best when teams dare pressure the Eagles and leave him one-on-one uh, in a lot of situations and the Bills were just not going to even not only did they not leave him one-on-one but when they did play their zones right they try to dedicate a linebacker to to his region to kind of double cover him but that opens it up, right? So Devontae Smith had a big game and Jalen Hurts, when he he runs up the middle on those keepers and there's no linebacker there, it's because that guy's trying to, you know, thinking it's a pass and he's he's gravitating toward the A.J. Brown territory. So it it helps out the rest of the offense when they devote those kind of resources to A.J. Brown. Yeah, two things on that and then we'll move on. Uh, uh, Hurts, we didn't really mention it earlier, but Hurts ran the ball way better. He looked better. Obviously, the draw to win the game was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he still doesn't look quite like he did before he got hurt or even like last year, but he 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 definitely looked better. And then again, having Goddard back, if it's this week or next week, is huge. It just changes everything because now the Eagles are basically two passing target offense. Smith and Brown, nobody else, okay, With, without without Goddard. Zacchaeus had one target, was the scramble drill. Stoll had a beautiful – boy, that 14-yard that catch was beautifully designed by Brian Johnson. Game on a couple checks out. Swift was really not used. Now, I – it could be because of the rain. They didn't use Swift as much as we they normally would mm-hmm. in the past game. But the bottom line is they're a two-passing target offense without Goddard. And he just – it makes them easier to, to cover. They know where the ball's going. It's either going to be Smith or Brown. It's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were some – some this offensive line, Adam, uh, had a tough Bills – we sort of argued it <laughs> out on the pregame. Like, is this a good Bills pass rush? Because they're second yeah. in the NFL in sacks. But it's not like – They've got any, you know, Von Miller doesn't even play that much. It's not like they've got a Miles Garrett type player. I think collectively right. they brought it to the Eagles offensive line. And there were times where Jalen Hurts had to like get out of Dodge. There were also some times where I thought he got out of Dodge when it wasn't that bad. Um, my lot had some, some good reps and some not so great reps in pass pro. Um, there was one play. I, I joked about this with the, and we'll move on after this. Uh, AJ Brown, we know he's not the best screen blocker in the world, but the, out of the pony package, the Eagles ran a really cool play where DeAndre Swift ran was in motion across scrimmage to take the linebackers with him, and the pitch went left to Boston Scott, and AJ Brown did such a nice job sealing off the corner, and the play was designed to have Mylata also kick out to the left and take out Bernard. Is he a safety or a, a nickel like Terrell Bernard, whatever he is? Linebacker, yeah. Linebacker, okay. Linebacker. So so either way, he's a much smaller man than Jordan Mailata. And, and for whatever reason, Jordan Mailata could not block this guy. I, Jordan Mailata got put on his butt by this guy. And that forced Boston Scott to have to like go wide, and he only got a four-yard gain out of it. And I'm like, the one time A.J. Brown puts a really nice block, lead block on a guy, and Jordan Mailata can't block a linebacker who's probably like 200 pounds less than him? But you know that's that that's just the way football is sometimes, and so uh, that's what happened there. But yeah, I, I'm a little concerned, I'd say, about the offensive line against San Francisco D line because this year the offensive line has lesser amazing moments than last year. I'm not, they're still good 
like again, you can give up one sack on 60 snaps and play 59 great snaps, but people remember the sack, right? So I'm not trying to say they're they're not a, a good offensive line, but they can at times, as we've said many times this year, they can be handled a little bit. So I'd be a little concerned about the, what the 49ers might be able to do. This their front chases both the Armstead Hargrave. Randy Gregory is, an, is a nickel pass rusher. Uh, Javon Kinlaw's long. This is a this this is arguably the best front they faced, or they're going to face. The, yes, they faced them last year, but now you you add a great match. It's very likely to me Super uh, Super Bowl NFC Championship preview. Mm-hmm. And here we go. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, they they have to play a little bit. They have to play better offensively. They have to get it off to not only a better start. It's just through the the half really is what really what it what it is. Yep. And then defensively, and this, this like and this is because the offense struggled in the first half. When's the last time they 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 got ball controlled by more than ten minutes? This was fourteen minutes, just about fourteen minutes over the, over the course of the game. The defense, ninety five plays. I mean, Blankenship. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous amount of snaps. You just can't, they can't do that. I know. I have a thought on that. Let me let me get to that thought in a Go second. Ahead. First, I want to tell everybody to make sure they check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fans' experience with their coverage of all Philadelphia sports teams for the fan by the fan. That is their motto. So check them out at phlsportsnation.com and on Twitter at phlsportsnation. Let's also pause to hear a word from our great friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people over the country want to see. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. And if you happen to go into Sky Motor Cars out there in Westchester, PA, make sure you tell them Adam and Jeff sent you. You will get a great deal. So, go hey, ahead. real quick, yeah, real quick. Congratulations to Skyler uh, Shoulder, who is Brett Shoulder's son, who yeah. is the owner of Sky Motor Cars. Skyler is going to University of Delaware as a kicker. Yeah, Blue Hen. A, nice. Yeah, yeah, you did. I just want to jump in there and, and throw that. No, that's out, great news. That's, yeah, it's pretty cool. They just announced it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Oh, he's a St. Joe's prep guy, like Zacchaeus, Kevin Stefanski, Swifty, mm-hmm. yeah, and others who went and uh, Marvin other, Harrison uh, Jr. To, yeah, yeah, I think he's St. Joe's prep. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, Marvin. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah. He went Jeremiah there. Trotter Jr. But anyway, um, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. What? Who's at Clemson? Is it? Clemson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, congrats to Skyler. Who's going to? Uh, Good for him. That's Who's going awesome. to UD? Awesome. Uh, good school. Really good school. And I, uh, uh, this is for a way other podcast, but the the coach, the head coach of UD, um, Cardi, he was a high school, uh, his name is Brian, uh, Ryan Cardi. He's a head coach of UD. Yeah. I covered him when he was in high school. I lived in the town oh, in wow. New Jersey where his high school, I lived right next to the high school. I would watch the practice from my window. His dad uh, was the coach of the team. He was the quarterback. And now, all these years later, he's the head coach of University of Delaware. So it's crazy, uh, you know, crazy. where our travels take us. Uh, great guy. Great guy, Ryan Cardin. Good luck to the Blue Hens. Um, all right. So to answer your question, the Eagles played 95 snaps of defense. And after watching it all, I don't think they played bad defensively. I feel like they made Josh Allen work for every pass he had to throw. There were no coverage busts that I can – think of that were just like you know like the bunch formations where oh yeah you should have been there you guys no i think that they just are not a dynamic secondary you know i've really spent a lot of time thinking about this and if you go back to last year they had so much more athleticism and speed with guys like kaiser white and marcus epps and cj gardner johnson um clearly bradbury the scheme that gannon played which was a lot more zone and a lot more passive zone was better for bradbury than the amount of man they're playing now. Um, but I just, you know, Zach Cunningham's nice. Nick Morrow's nice. Reed Blankenship's nice. Uh, who's the safety they got now? Bayard's, a st- they got steady players. They're not fast. They're not dynamic. So when you're facing Josh Allen, who buys one to two to three extra seconds with how he moves around, you're asking these guys to do things that 
like cover longer than they're normally have to do it and covering guys like Diggs and now Dalton Kincaid and Gabe Davis gave Bradbury some fits too. And even Shakir is a good player. I just, I, I think this is going to be, this is life for the Eagles this year. They're just not as dynamic and, and quick and athletic in the secondary. And that's not going to change. Nothing has surprised me in terms of what you just said. We said it before the season started. They will not be as good. Leave the record aside. They just, the talent is the talent level. They're down seven starters. Right. Got all the coaching changes, but they're so mentally tough. They persevere. Uh, coach has done a really good job. Yep. Uh, everything you said is fair. Uh, they've been exposed at certain times, and uh, we, they, they're given an, an incredible amount of production up uh, to opposing offenses. <laughs> they seem to survive because somebody rescues them. Hertz does. AJ Brown, somebody does. Yep. Uh, DeAndre drop passing. Drop passes. <laughs> okay. James Cook should have caught that pass. So he beat uh, 41. Yep. Uh, Nick Morrow on that play. But whatever the or MVS, sure. But hey, but you know what, though? Yes, it's all true. But the thing is, the Eagles typically don't beat themselves. They, they don't drop the passes that are important. Mm-hmm. They make the play when it counts. I get they're beating the, for three quarters. They're giving up a lot of big plays in a lot of these games. But somehow they, they, they close when they absolutely have to. It's mm-hmm. a sign of guys who care. They buy in and they're really yes. well coached. Yeah. But uh, you, you, just to, fin- to finish the show off here, a couple uh, couple more things here. No, the one thing I want to say about Blankenship, this cannot happen. You can't have him on the field for for uh, 116 snaps. That's just inexcusable. Yeah. Like, you, like Desai's asked him about it. No, he played all defense snaps in an overtime game, 95 snaps and 21 on special teams. I get the special teams is important. But could you put Sidney Brown in there? <laughs> and Sidney Brown in an overtime game plays 12 snaps. Yeah. How's this happen? Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, the, uh, I will say um, defensively to to sort of counteract what I was saying before, the one thing oh, that gosh. really impresses yeah. me, and I ran this by Greg Cosell because I wasn't sure. I don't watch every team like he does, right? Yeah. The one thing I noticed watching not just this game, but almost every game now, is that Sean Desai does not play the same coverage on back-to-back snaps almost ever. If he does, it's probably less than 3% of the time. In wow. this game alone, just against the Bills, I saw cover one man, cover one zone, one robber, cover three, saw two deep zone, saw two man, saw uh, normal blitzes, saw simulated pressures, which is like a zone blitz when a linebacker blitzes, but a defensive lineman drops back, and I saw zero blitzes. So I just named seven wow. or eight different coverages there. I probably missed one. And then there are sometimes if he does play like the same type of coverage, he'll have different personnel. Like there were times he played two man with Sidney Brown and Reed Blankenship as a deep safety, but he put Byard on the slot, say against like Kevin, uh, against mm. Dalton Kincaid because he likes him against tight ends. But then there was another time he yep. played two man and he had Eli Ricks in the slot. So I, it, he, I think he's doing, he's doing everything people wanted Jonathan Gannon to do, which was not be stagnant. <laughs> Make the quarterback exactly. think. Make him see a different picture. Yep. Make him have to wonder what he's seeing before the snap. And, by, and I didn't even mention all the movement pre and post snap. There were plenty of times where one looked like two and two looked like one. You know, we we, we knew that was going to happen because um, uh, we had on on Patreon uh, the former Bears coach, Chuck Pagano, told us all about that. Yes. Right? And we're going to have him back on because we're going to talk to him about this. But I think he's doing everything that everybody wanted Gannon to do. But he doesn't have the same results and rankings, but he's got nearly he doesn't have nearly the same personnel. So it's almost no, not he fair. doesn't have a he doesn't have a ball tracker like CJ Gardner Johnson. He doesn't have Marcus Epps. He just the you have four out of your five stars in the secondary, including Roby, are 30 years or older. This is not ideal. Yeah. That's what makes their 10 and 1 record with this gauntlet and the way that they've won. And I love the comments on um on YouTube, on the, 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 and it's so true. The heart attacks the fans are having because of this, the way this, it's unbelievable yeah. what they're doing. I, and, and, and I, and I'm not someone who gets emotional or any of this stuff at all, but I'm yelling. I can't, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like we're, we're about to tape. We're, we're about to go live with clay in our post game show. I'm like, again, they're doing this is unbelievable. And my feed, my TV feeds, you know, is faster, like 20 seconds faster. Than yours mm-hmm. is so I'm mm-hmm. I'm going crazy. You guys are going. What, what are you doing? What What are you going crazy over? I'm like I'm not going to tell you, so you guys can see it. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm laughing. So anyway, it defensively, look, they're they're in for it uh, with formation variation because this is what Kyle Shanahan does. A lot of disguise and deception. And on your great point, 
this is why you got to have guys who are experienced. You can't be putting in guys who haven't played, but the size got a tough, he's in a tough way here because they don't have any depth yeah. in the secondary. They've no depth in the secondary, no depth at, at, at uh, off the ball linebacker. It's going to be hard. I mean, I know it's only one game. It's not going to cost them anything if they don't win. Obviously, if they win, they got the tiebreak over the Niners for the, the, the number one seed and they put them in a great spot. It's going to be hard, man, with with uh, lack of depth at certain spots. A hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. We will um, preview this 49ers game like we do, like real pros on uh, Friday. And I can't wait to take the scalpel and forceps to that matchup. It's going to be fantastic. That's going to do it for this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. As always, we thank you for flying with us. Inside the bird.